Hi everybody and welcome to another episode of Stationary Freaks with myself, Rob Lambert, and of course... And with me, Helen Lazowski. So Helen, we've got a series of, uh, we predict at least four mini episodes <laughs> leading up to Christmas with a sort of Stationary Freaks gift guide, isn't that right? It is, yeah, absolutely. What would, what would we like? I mean, really, it's just our own wish list, Rob, if we're honest. Yeah, it's it's kind of a, a wish list, but also a what do we use as well? Because we're you know we we might differentiate that as we go through which ones we've actually got and which ones we have on our wish list. Okay. We're going to cover uh, sort of three distinct areas. We're going to do pens, we're going to do notebooks, we're going to do accessories, and then we're going to do a special bonus episode where money's no object. And you know, if you've listened to any of our podcasts, you'll know that might get a little bit crazy. <laughs> Or expensive, yes. Stationary stories. Have you got any super quick stories to share with our listeners? I would, yes. I would just like to do a little shout out to two very lovely people that I met at a conference. We were supposed to be talking about tech and actually instead we were talking about stationary, digital and analogue stationary. So yes, they were really lovely and I had a very great time. That's cool. That's cool. I've got a similar story. Actually. I haven't bought any stationery really, um, but I was at a, a work event the other day and I met someone who was a fellow stationery freak because they're all over and she loved the podcast and sent a really nice message saying it's the best thing she's listened to. So thank you for that. Stationery freaks are everywhere. If you know somebody who would benefit from listening to this, then obviously please do share that episode and you can find us at Stationery Freaks UK on Instagram. So Helen, we're going to tackle pens. We've got three each. I'm going to let you go first. I should say the two ladies that I spoke to, uh, Nadia and Zan from JISC. So hi, girls. Really lovely time talking to you. Okay, yes. Yeah, so pens on my list. So the first thing I've got is a pen that I bought because I really wanted a notepad by them and I couldn't find one at the time. It's a company called Stalogy. I think that's how you pronounce it. Pronounce it, and it's supposed to represent stationary standard technology. Uh, so it's that's the stalogy word comes from there, and they do these really lovely um, notepads with very thin paper, a bit like uh, the Hobonichi, a bit like the Midori. But they, the ink that goes onto them is really, really super smooth, oil based, fine nib. It's just a rollerball, but it's been a real joy to write with, and I think that should be on my list. That sounds interesting. So you say oil-based rollerball. Yeah. Nice. And, you know, for our listeners, we wanted to try and keep the price brackets fairly low, didn't we? Because we we had a little chat just before the session started, and it's all about that potential that stationary releases. And, you know, you don't need the super expensive stuff that we clamor to and we often buy and we often talk about on this show. <laughs> but equally, as you know, long-time listeners will know, we offer, you know, myself uh, particularly operate from yellow legal pads, which might make an appearance in a podcast, who knows? <laughs> and so just for our listeners, broadly, how much are they for those for those pens? Well, if you buy it like I did on Vinted, three quid. Eh, brand new. <laughs> but if you buy it from the shop, I think it's about 20. It's a ridiculous, 15 or 20. It's a ridiculously expensive brand. It's not as expensive as some, but for a rollerball, just a standard, you know, basically a biro, isn't it? Um, it's quite a lot of money. I didn't realise Vinted did pens. I oh, just... Vinted do all sorts of things. It's a little bit of a compulsion. So you know I have a bit of an Etsy habit. Mm. It's definitely ramping up there in the background. I oh, know, I've, I've got a Vinted habit and I've, 
got some amazing clothes for like you know a fraction of the price in the store but i just didn't realize they did anything other than clothes oh yes you just just put in stationery and see what you find oh that's it that's tonight ruined <laughs> <laughs> all right cool what about um, you well, we did a podcast a while back uh, where we actually mentioned a an architect, and I'll include a link in the show notes. I think his company is called 40 by 30 Design or something like that. What I'll do is I'll include a, a link. And we mentioned him because he did a really good video about stationery that architects use, and architects are, you know, all I over. I remember, sort of, yes. Yeah. And he, you know, very kindly uh, mentioned us on Instagram as well, and we got a whole load of new listeners which was really, really wonderful. But the one thing that stood out in his pack of, you know, almost the essential stationery for architects was the Sharpie ultra fine markers. Yeah. Now, I've always assumed Sharpies were the big, thick, fat markers that we've used for years. And, yep. you know, listeners will know that I opened one of your stationery boxes that you left with you me. You stole my stationery, I think, for obviously the way that we phrase it, really. I think stole is a strong word, but I uh, commandeered it uh, for my own uses. And in there were hundreds of Sharpies, but they were the big, thick, fat, you know, marker pens. Yeah. So I actually bought a couple of these Sharpie ultra fine markers. They're about £3.99 for a pack of two. So they're not super expensive, but you do only get two pens for that price. But they're wonderful. They write really well. You know, you can doodle and sketch, but I basically just use them for a lot of my day-to-day writing. The problem I have with these is that my kids steal them because oh. they they enjoy writing with them as well. So that's my first recommendation. Fairly affordable, really nice to write with. Well-known brand, Sharpie Ultrafine Permanent Markers. So, Helen, what's your second one? So my second one is um, actually not really a pen at all. It's, <laughs> it's some ink. So it's the reason I've put it in with the pens is because... I think I've got this bit of obsession with the glass ink pens. I've recently got to grips with Instagram and anybody who knows me knows that social media is not really my happy place. But my daughter managed to stop rolling her eyes long enough to give me a few really nice handy pointers. And I found some amazing artists on Instagram who are just a joy to watch. And I've been watching them use ink with these glass pens. Um, And the idea is, is you... If you haven't seen them, you dip this glass rod, but it's got like um, a spirally shape at one end, which sucks the ink up effectively. And you can then write with the uh, sort of sharp point of that and the ink gradually releases onto the paper. It looks really, really good. But that, get this, with some glow-in-the-dark ink. Oh, my God. The -the glow-in-the-dark ink is, when it glows, it's kind of this pale blue colour. It's about £13 for a bottle of this stuff. But the joy that I get from the idea of glowing the dark ink is just amazing. I just want to do my calligraphy with a nice um, glass pen with dipped in this ink. So, yeah. Did I stretch the boundaries too much, Rob? No, that's, that's cool. I've, I've seen those artists on Instagram as well, and it's fascinating. It's such a... It's such a sort of uh, old school, almost going back to the time of using like a feather, dipping it in the ink. And it's lovely, it's, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's beautiful to watch. Um, but I remember when I first bought my ink pot and we did an episode on ink pens well, probably about two years ago and I spilt mine all over. So all I'm imagining now is spilling <laughs> this glow in the dark <laughs> ink all over me and people being able to see me as I walk down the street at, late at night because I'm glowing in the dark. <laughs> 
<laughs> Leaving little footprints. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least you'd be able to see me. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to hide for long, that is for sure. That's right. You'd have to tell you. Yeah. Okay. So um, I think that's, <laughs> that's just reminded me of the, sorry, the podcast that we did on the um, stationary mishaps. And yeah. I had that explosion yeah. of ink. Yeah, it's just, yeah. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, I'm sure you've had ink explode all over you. And then I'm like, <laughs> I did the same thing. So, yeah, I can imagine that. That's quite funny. But glow in the dark, how much more joyful would that be? It'd be amazing. But if that does happen, Helen, please, please let someone take a picture of it for us. (laughs) I will do so. Yeah, I will do so. Yeah, my second one is old school, old school. I think if you remember the Desert Island stationery one that we did, I'm fairly certain I, I took this with me. And it's a bumper pack of 36 Stedtler Norris school pens. These, you know, the yellow and black. Do you know the ones yeah. I'm talking about? I use these all the time. They're not are very these, dark. Are these fine liners or are these felt pens? Or are no, they... these are pencils. Yeah, straightforward pencil. Oh, really? Yeah, I use these all the time. You know, pencils to me are... You know, just that super ubiquitous, easy to use as a pencil there. I'll just scribble a note or I'll doodle or I'll, you know, draw a little diagram of something. And they're not very dark in terms of the HB. I think the HB grade. So they're not very dark in terms of the coloring, but they're just everywhere, all over my studio, all over the desk, all over the house, because I'm looking at the price now. It's £8.36 for a pack of 36 of these pencils. Pretty good value, about 23 pence each. And, you know, maybe when we come to the accessories, we'll talk about pencil sharpeners and stuff to sort of spruce it up, make it a little bit more exciting. And Stedler have been around for, for years and, you know, the, the pencils just work. What can I say? Yeah, I, I have to say there's something there's something really lovely about that that sensation of writing with pencil, actually. it I, I often switch to a pencil but not obviously for the bullet journal, but I, when I'm writing notes or when I'm writing uh, just on the desk pad, as mm. you know, I'm a big fan of my desk pad, that is a really lovely uh, sensation. It, it's different from a pen. Even, you know, uh, the low viscosity pen that I just mentioned a, a minute or two ago, pencils, that lack of drag is just really lovely. Mm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And you know, as a child of the 80s growing up reading Roald Dahl and, you know, those kind of things, I was intrigued to hear that he wrote almost all of his books using HP pencils. Maybe they weren't yeah. Stedler, I don't know which brand he was using, on yellow legal pads, which is, you know, I'm a big fan of that as well. And that potential that he obviously released, you know, in those books and, you know, all the stories that go with that, that's what we're after with this podcast, isn't it? You know, what what potential can we release? And I just think, sometimes the simplest implement the one that you've got the one that's not going to run out that you can sharpen you can buy in big packs for me that's uh, you know that's how i like to operate absolutely what i will say though because of the the hb grade i don't know how he managed to write on yellow legal pad because i can barely see what i've written on a yellow legal pad <laughs> is that so your eyes though rob to be fair. it could be it could be and so i generally tend to use these pencils on white paper but that's it. That's my second one. So, Helen, third and final one. So, my third and final one is comes from the chat that I had, as I said, uh, the other day with those two lovely ladies. We were talking about the ultimate ink pen. And because she, you know, a woman after my own heart, she had actually bought uh, an ink pen with her. Um, in fact, little story, she opened her 
she'd got one of these little Hobonichi notebooks. And what she did was she passed me her ink pen, her Hobonichi notebook, and went, here we are, just write on that. It's like, I can't do that. It's like prestige. She's like, it's fine, it's there. That's what it's there for. Have a go. It's scrap paper. Scrap paper, Rob. Um, but I did, and it was lovable. And we had this conversation about what's the most perfect ink pen. And I hadn't thought about it for ages, but I have got a Waterman Karen, and it's got that really strange inlaid nib. In fact, I have two Waterman Karens, but only one of them's got a nib that works. The other one landed nibs down on the floor and it's never going to be the same again. But the one that works is the most adorable thing to write with. It's so smooth and glides. And I know that ink pens are really, really personal and it depends on uh, your handwriting and your the angle you hold your pen at. But for me, that Waterman Karen is absolutely beautiful, but they are really not cheap. How much are we talking for that one? Uh, about 150 quid, I think. Ooh. I know. It's not worth me repairing the nib because the nib's 120. Oh, crikey. Yeah, it can get into a very expensive habit, can't it, this uh, this ink pen? Yeah, so the broken nib sits in the ink pot next to the working pen as a reminder of, uh, you know, lest we forget, really. Yeah. This is what can happen if you don't take care. Now, we did not synchronise at all about these lists at the beginning, did we? We didn't. Um, so we were hoping that obviously we're not going to have any duplicates. And I don't think we do have a duplicate here, but I too, for my third and final pen, chose a Waterman. How <laughs> uh, did you? I did. Oh, interesting. Yeah, my wife bought me this, I think, must oh, a long time ago. It must have been oh, maybe 15, 20 years ago. And I can't quite find the same model that I've got, but I think this is the one that's the closest. It's a Waterman Expert Deluxe fountain pen. And it's got the nice little blue case for the holder. It's lovely to use. It's just one of those pens that I carry it around with me everywhere in my little uh, sort of pencil case. Uh, I always say, do you always feel a little bit, um, I guess, scared to say that you've got a pencil case or is I, that just me? No, no, no. I, I kind of don't. Oh. It's just, uh, I think it's because it's a throwback to school, isn't it? Yeah, I think it But is. if you are really a stationary freak, you need to collect together the stuff. Otherwise, it's, you're ruining your pens, you're ruining your notebooks, you're ruining everything because it's all knocking around in the bottom of a That's bag it. or a pocket or something. Well, I got a pencil case. I carry this thing around with me and I don't use it as much as I should do. And I think it's just... I think we, you know, we talk about this on the show. Obviously, not all notebooks are designed to deal with ink pens very well. And I'm a big no. fan of moleskin, so I can't really use it on that because that's the whole notepad ruined. It um, is. And so, yeah, it's all about having the right material and the right paper for it. And I probably should use it a little bit more because it is lovely and it, uh -huh. it writes beautifully and it just feels luxurious to use. It feels like I'm on a, you know, some sort of mission, some sort of purpose when I'm using it. It's, you know, it's an occasion. Um, nice. But yeah, I think I need to use it a little bit more. And the one I'm looking at, um, and I think mine was about the same price, is about £79. So it is yeah. a lot of money for a fountain pen. But they are beautiful. And the fact that you chose a Waterman as well, yeah. um, by Stationary Freaks, means that yeah, maybe they're doing something right with their pens. Yeah, maybe. That's one way to look at it, for sure. There's our little Christmas gift guide in terms of what we use and what we would like. Um, we're going to do some more episodes on notebooks and accessories and Money's No Object is going to be a very interesting episode, hopefully, over <laughs> the next few days as you're listening to this. So, Helen, before we call quits on this episode, anything else you'd like to share with the listeners? Uh, no, actually, I do apologise if anybody heard the cat, who is very, very determined to join in, apparently. So, uh, apologies in advance if you 
That's cool. What's the cat called? Fudge. Fudge. It's the yeah. name she came with. She's a rescue, so she came with a name. Um, otherwise, she may well have been. She may very well have been called something more exciting. And is she friendly cat? Um, yes, oh. <laughs> but only when there's less than three people in the house. More than that, and she's absent. So oh, she, yeah, she's not very brave. Uh, the reason I ask is we've got two rescue cats, Luna and Jasmine, and they really dislike me. So um, <laughs> they're not very friendly at all, which is a shame because I grew up with cats and, you know, I really like cats, but these two just, uh, they, they really disown me. They find really? me embarrassing. You, you just need to sit there long enough with a box of treats. Eventually they'll yeah. come around. Yeah, maybe, maybe. All right. With that, thank you so much. We hope you enjoy this uh, short mini episode. We've got a few more coming for you over the the sort of festive period. And as per usual, please do check us out on stationaryfreaks.com. With that, we shall speak to you in the next episode. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.